Brought to you by Fruitnet Media, this is Fruitbox. Hello and welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these 15-minute conversations, which we now broadcast once a week, to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. In the last episode of Fruitbox, we talked about the implications, at least some of them, of the arrival here in Europe from the United States of Amazon Fresh, the new convenience retail outlet that's owned by the e-commerce giant Amazon. Now, on today's episode, we're going all the other way in the world to Asia and to talk about, uh, well, some more about retail, but from the Asian perspective, what, what's on, on the retail agenda in Asia and how are they taking advantage of e-commerce and what are some of the new opportunities in Asia as it comes out of the pandemic? So to talk uh, food retail in Asia with me today, I'm delighted to be joined from Singapore, uh, where she lives and works, by Ruth McClellan, the Commercial Director Southeast Asia at Dairy Farm, the food retail giant founded in Hong Kong 135 years ago, and now with annual sales of more than 12 billion US dollars. Ruth, welcome to Fruitbox. It's nice to have you. Hi, Chris. It's wonderful to be on here today. I'm super excited that this is episode 58. I'm not sure if you're aware, but in Chinese tradition, certain numbers are believed to be auspicious. And this episode means we prosper. So hopefully we'll continue to have a great year and for the industry and also for your Fruitbox listeners. That's very nice. Thank you. I'm very glad to hear that. Now, listen, in Europe and the US, the pandemic's really given a kind of boost for e-commerce and food. And I think it's fair to say that over here in Europe, we're catching up with where you are in Asia. You've always been in Asia, I think, ahead of us when it comes to e-commerce. Has the pandemic made e-commerce even more important in the market you operate in, in Asia? Absolutely. Uh, like all markets, the pandemic has brought online to the forefront for both customers and retailers alike. In Asia, the progress is mixed. Some markets have established online businesses and some others are quite new to the arena. Whilst we've had to ramp up our capabilities on the e-commerce front to meet with the incredible surge in demand, we still are continuing to invest in enhancing our capabilities even further to meet our customer expectations. Online, as you know, Chris, is very progressed in China, Hong Kong and Singapore. So in some of our other markets, such as Malaysia, Indonesia and Cambodia, this channel has seen a meteoric rise as customers shift their shopping habits. The average growth, I believe, is circa 20%. What's also quite interesting is the move from the wet markets to online as they were closed during the height of the pandemic. The wet markets, as you know, are slightly different to what we see in Europe and they play a different role. The wet markets here are often the go-to and have significant share on fresh food, but they too have had to pivot. Clearly the theater was lost, but it did allow them to continue to trade. And I will say that the support from the local governments has helped enable many of these changes with financial support and incentives. Mm. Now, what have been some of the other consequences of the pandemic? Have, have shopper concerns, I mean, I imagine they would have done, really focused on kind of food safety more than anything. And have your fresh fruit and vegetable sales been even stronger than usual because of the importance of this, this focus on health? The pandemic has highlighted for sure the importance of the supply chain and how we can continue to get the freshest products for our customers. 
Traceability has always been important, particularly for retailers, and something that we're working on at Dairy Farm. In fact, we've recently trialled the Demuto blockchain technology on our grapes and kiwi fruits. Aside from efficiency, transparency, immutability and security, the real win is if we have an issue and the system allows us then to pinpoint where and when the issue took place. It means we can react far quicker and the actions we take are relevant. It helps us protect our customers. In terms of customer knowledge, Chris, on this area, I think shoppers simply need the reassurance when it comes to food safety, and this is how we can confidently give it to them. Whilst 2020 was a challenging year for many of our businesses, as you know, Dairy Farm isn't just a supermarket retailer. Fresh foods growth has been exponential. And our role was to ensure we kept up with the demand, and this was particularly challenged with the volatility on shipments, country of origin restrictions, and people movement restrictions. And every market was also at a different stage. Some countries were in a strict lockdown, some countries were coming out of lockdown, some countries were going back in. So every week, the way of working, we had to adjust. At one stage, as an example, we were buying broccoli from Tasmania via air. The flights were then stopped. We then moved to shipments. The ocean inbound regulations changed and this would have compromised our quality. So we then had to shift to Europe for a short while. We've experienced double digit like for likes for quite some time and no doubt health and wellness played a part, but really the growth is from our customers cooking at home more often, being mindful that they cannot frequent gyms as often as many of our customers like, and like us, Chris, working much longer hours at home online. There's also a huge focus on fresh foods and health globally, so it's on trend, rightfully. Mm. Now, I was going to ask you about the challenges of managing a business uh, across so many different markets and in Southeast Asia, I and mean, it's a big challenge at any time, but uh, I mean, it must have been a huge, enormous challenge at this time of, of COVID. It can't have been easy at all. Well, thank goodness for Microsoft Teams, or perhaps <laughs> not, because we seem to be on it 24-7 these days. But you're absolutely right, Chris. Leading a team across the multiple countries, multiple banners has been difficult from one location. It's also been an adjustment in how we converse. Clearly, my Bahasa and my Mandarin is not up to speed yet. I've only been here for two years. So I have to be very purposeful with how I'm speaking online. In person, clearly, that's easier. Mm -hmm. Before the pandemic, I used to visit each country every month, Indonesia, Cambodia, Singapore, and Malaysia. This meant in person, we could visit our grower partners and stores together. So when we were all grounded, we made a decision as a team quite early on to commit to our team meetings to ensure we didn't lose any of the team culture that we'd built up. I think we've had 100% attendance for over a year now. Today, we're definitely stronger and more united as a team. I also want to say that the team's adaptability and resilience never ceases to amaze me. And I feel really lucky to have led such a wonderful group of people through the pandemic. As the fourth emergency service, I know everyone knew the importance of the role that they played for the community, especially in a company such as Dairy Farm, which is known, trusted and relied on as a leading food retailer in the markets we operate. Now, that sense of, of pulling together of, uh, you know, of your team, of, of each helping one another and that real enthusiasm that, that everybody's had, it, does it extend kind of down the supply chain too? Um, you very probably had to rely on your supplies. And anyway, you talked about uh, this issue with broccoli, for example. And as we come out of the pandemic, do you think that we'll see further changes in the nature of that relationship between you as a retailer and them as suppliers? And if so, what are some of the longer term consequences of this, do you think? Chris, our supplier partners have been absolutely brilliant. We were truly in it together from day one. And I think the strength of the partnership 
has allowed us to maintain continuity of supply for our customers. The first day we had the big rush, I always remember phoning our leafy vegetable supplier in Malaysia at 6.30 on Saturday morning, letting him know that we were going to have to ramp up. He put on extra shifts, he booked extra trucks, he worked around the clock to keep up. I will never, ever forget the support. And to be honest, I think that's what makes our industry quite unique. It's all about relationships and doing the things for our customers. It's quite humbling. In the long term, we will continue to go direct and build longer term partnerships. This has been one of the core pillars of our strategy since our transformation commenced. Mm. Now, listen, um, you're in Singapore. And uh, as you've said, you're responsible for the South Southeast Asian markets. Uh, you listed them all. Um, China tends to grab all the headlines nowadays, which I guess is no surprise because it's just so huge. But suppliers around the world shouldn't ignore the opportunities of Southeast Asia, should they? No, Southeast Asia is an exciting market. It's got huge growth potential. Many here are well-traveled and exposed, so it's at the forefront of food innovation. So if you love product like I do, it's a great place to be. I'm also currently serving on the Produce Marketing Association Board of Directors. And as a global association, we've identified and done a lot of work in the region to connect people to create more value for the industry. Mm. Ruth, that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line by Ruth McClellan, Commercial Director, Southeast Asia for Dairy Farm. Ruth, thank you so much for coming on Fruitbox. I'm really glad that you could make it today. An absolute honour. Thank you. Now, you can find today's conversation with Ruth and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. Let me know if you've got any interesting ideas that you want to hear about and hear discussed. There are lots of technology things that I'd like to talk about, and I'm going to focus on those, I think, in the coming weeks. So do stay tuned and make sure Fruitbox remains your regular listen through 2021. And as I said, uh, we post every episode at our website, and I also share them through my profile on LinkedIn. So please do reshare to your followers too. And a big thanks from me in advance. That was Fruitbox. And this is Chris White. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at FruitNet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.